Welcome to the podcast and this is why. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to and this is why. Thank you for listening to another episode of us. <laughs> um, my name is Lauren and I'm here with my friend Mackenzie. Hello. Um, so today, um, some fun facts about Mackenzie and I. We both really love Disney. Like, obsessed. Very yeah. obsessed. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, very uh, money. <laughs> it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah, expensive hobby. There we go. Or love. That Yes. This, this passion is very money hungry. I mean, and I, I don't hate Disney any less for being you know, slowly monopolizing the world and taking all my money, I'd give it willingly. Right. Right. That's... But our topic today is not just Disney. No. No. Um, this is why Disney uh, is ruining my love life, so... Yeah. It, it's a severe issue. Like, I'm pretty sure most girls in her age group have this problem. Um, because we grew up watching these Disney movies. Yes. I mean, my mom... The reason I had so many disney vhs's is because my mom would buy one and i would not turn that one movie off until she brought a new one so i get one like of the old classic disney vhs's a month because my mom would get so sick of it (laughs) so literally grew up with these as like the center of my attention and i've been going to disneyland since i was three um season pass holders for years so literally disney is a very integral point of my life and, and, and your fact. and your childhood and my childhood yeah it definitely shaped parts of it i think like i still think disneyland is like the happiest place on earth i get so happy at disneyland it is it is disney so, I mean, disney world is where dreams come true so. right gotta know your differences right exactly specifically though the reason we're saying that disney is ruining our love lives is the romantic expectations that i think a lot of girls women even men see in these movies because you see these true. These prince charmings. Right. Or these perfect princesses. Yeah. Not many flaws are shown with Disney. It's always an outside force that's being, you know, brought upon us of why we can't be perfect. It's true. Cinderella. Why she couldn't live a perfect life is because she was here and... You know, her stepmother and evil's ugly stepsisters are ruining her life, right? Making her do all the chores. Like, it wasn't because she wasn't talented or beautiful or rich. Like, they had money. But it's just that she was... Other people were affecting her from being great, right? I think that's a majority of Disney. (laughs) Yeah, and I think some of us, especially when we're going through rough patches in our life, where we don't necessarily, we're not necessarily the reason why we're having this rough patch, I think a lot of us go back to that too. Right. Like, well, Cinderella got through the the idealistic. Yeah, the idealistic, if I can get through this, I'll get my happy ending. Right. And I think, you know, that was was something I had to come to realization that it's probably not going to happen in the Disney fashion, per se. I mean... Is part of me happy that random men aren't trying to, like, kiss me awake all the time? I mean, uh... <laughs> I mean, depending on the man. True. Right? I'm not, and I mean, even women, I'm, I'm down for all of them. But if, if someone very, that I find attractive 
and I'm interested in wants to kiss me awake every morning, you best believe I will sign a sign sheet. <laughs> um, so <laughs> back to what we were saying, especially with our love lives. I feel like because I'm aware of this, it's a much less of an issue, but I think sometimes I still get caught up in that perfect romance. And Disney has making that down to an art. Um, of course. And with newer movies, like some of the Pixar princesses mixed with Disney, you know, mm-hmm. Moana, I mean, Rapunzel's pretty romantic, but Moana, right. Frozen, Frozen even has its romantic moments, but there's even a love right. that they have for themselves. With, with Brave and Merida, right. you know. And this love that they have for themselves or this relationship that they have with another person it's easy to get sucked into that. Right. And so, and my uncle used to tease me about this when I was a teenager, about having Aww. like this, like this, un, like that's not really how romance is. You've been disney basically. Right. And I thought he was being ridiculous. Like I was super offended. And then I hit my <laughs> 20s and, and I was like, like oh, oh shit. I get it this now. This is real. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. it. I'm not going to meet the love of my life in the woods, which is probably a good thing. Dancing around with animals. Singing. singing. I'm oh. not that good of a singer. No one's going to be. It's not siren call esque. Um, <laughs> oh, I hear the voice. I have right. to go to it. I mean, if a right. man wants to sing to me or a woman wants to sing to me, again, I will sign up. Right. But maybe not so much me. Maybe I'm supposed to be the Prince Charming in the story, and maybe that's not why it's working out. Oh. Um, but I still feel like that's a cop that's out a... for romanticizing Disney. <laughs> so you need to go and fight the dragons and. I mean, sometimes you I know, think that's how life Find feels. the evil witches to find the person who's been laying there waiting for you right i think there's there's this joke on it's on facebook it's on you know there's a couple where it's like the love of my life is uh pushing the door the wrong way or trying to open a closed door and or the love of my life is lost somewhere on a turtle right like those those are great or my prince charming you know but i think you're trying to resolve a lot in a movie like you have you have hopefully two hours yeah an hour and a half to two hours to tell this big grand story and conclude it which is not easy right. um and for those of us that are super into movies especially like movies that cut like books that go into movies right that doesn't always happen which is why some of us complain that you know the book is better it usually is don't bite me on this but not the point i think it's really i think disney does it very well they're able to tell a full and complete story and they're known for their happy endings yes and so i think especially when life gets me down my first thought is well, I want my happy ending. I want my happily ever after. I want my Prince Charming. I want, you know, whatever the case may be. And I don't think that was necessarily the healthiest cop-out when I started dating. Like, high school romance, I was with one guy, you know, for a long time. And I thought, you know, we're going to go from here, you know. This is it. High school, I'm going to get married, pop out three kids, picket fence. Yeah. American dream mixed with Disney perfection. Right. Um, And then after that relationship ended, which was hard, I started kind of dating around. And I don't know how many of you have tried college dating, but it is not easy. No. Honestly, it depends on your major. Who, I mean, for me, like in hospitality, I would say 80 to 90% of my classes were all women. I think mix that with the maturity of the age and not to like rag on men, but men scientifically do mature at a later age right so then you're putting us with you know and we were shorty girls right so that also means quite a few frat boys true nothing true. wrong with that i've met some amazing frat guys but maybe at that time not looking for long term and i've always been more of a right. long-term relationship person i i agree i think that when you're a lot younger and you're just dating around to get the experience of 
what it's like to be around other people and have a love life, have relationships, have, you know, these other, uh, somebody else other than your friends or your family has these expectations of you, um, you know, whether it be in high school, like, this person's obviously going to prom with me, right? Mm-hmm. Versus I'm in college, we're going to graduate soon, and I want to start this life adventure with you, and I don't want you to be getting drunk every weekend God when we have to study for finals and... Be adults. Right, and we're looking for careers. This is a very transitional part of your life. It really is. And I think the reason that it was so hard for me with Disney is that you have these girls, in all honesty. I mean, I think, what, yes. at 18, Elsa's the oldest? Or is she 21? Yeah, I think. 21? Yeah. But, I mean, Snow White yeah. technically was put at 14. Mm-hmm. So you the, have the original, the original Snow White story. Right. The story. Um, not, not the Disney, Disney version. I think they did 16 se. was yeah. her age. Because that's most Disney princesses are close to 16 in age. You can look up the actual ages. But it's not a large, older range by any means. Right. I mean, what they say, Ariel is like 16 years old. And being, that was, I think, one of my favorite movies when I was a little girl. Um, although the stories that I've been told was that my absolute favorite was Snow White. But whenever she went into the forest, I would scream at my parents <laughs> to fast forward. I'd like close my eyes and be like, fast forward, fast forward! Because it was so scary to me as, you know, some a child who's three or four years old. She's being hunted in this forest, right? That's actually super dark. It is. <laughs> and even the Disney-fied version was still dark. I mean, that ride when I was younger scared me. And I, I love all the storybook rides. Yeah. But even like the Pinocchio one... That scared me as a kid, and I'm not super scarable, and I've seen the movie a million times, but the ride right. freaked me out going through the whale mouth. My mom said yeah. I used to close my eyes. Yeah. Um, but same, my favorites were, um, when I was younger, younger, it was Cinderella, mm-hmm. and I think it's because I was blonde. Um, I think sometimes that plays in, but I had a Disney costume every year until I was, like, 10, and they were mm-hmm. the legit every piece Disney store bought. I'd get them for my birthday. Yeah. Like, legit <laughs> and i knew all the songs i still can recognize music from the first few notes like it's a yep. it's a very integral part of my life and it's something i still treasure because it does bring on good memories it's right. time my family spent together and i still want that happy ending it might not of be course. as seamless as it looks like in the movies but i <laughs> i like the idea unfortunately like the play of my life the other people didn't read the script right no and that's so. that's a consistent <laughs> issue i have to rewrite it and then they still don't read it you know, I I have this vision in my head of how things are supposed to go, right? I'm going to go over to this person's house, and I'm going to say these things and do these things, and they're going to love me forever, right? Right. And then I get there, and I'm like, uh, duh. And I think this, this is happens in all romances, not just Disney, but Disney is where I find my romances that I like the most, most commonly. There's some good rom-coms, but Disney romances are, like, my heart song. But right. Um, is that like you walk away and they go out of their way to find you or to make up with you or do these grand gestures of romance. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we see, and everything you see on the media, everything you hear from history is winner's perspective slash glamorized. 
So when you hear oh, about these 50 oh, romances. for sure. Like romances in the 50s. They opened the car door. You uh, wore their jacket. You got yes. their class ring. Like, we romanticize that idea, too. Right. And, I mean, you know, why um, women are supposed to be on the left side of men is so that... They can us, encase a car. No. Back to chivalry. Um, you pull your sword, and most people were right-handed, so you couldn't you know, be on the right-hand side, I was going to get an elbow to the face. And no one wants to bruise a pretty face. I don't know. That's my only selling <laughs> but point. But, like, in high school, there was a guy that wouldn't let me walk on the outside of the sidewalk in case something happened with a car. And I, like, just about swooned. Like, I was like, oh, oh. and this is, like, 15. I'm like, huh, it's, like, getting warm in here. Right, I might faint. <laughs> I'm not lighthearted, but damn, boy. Um, And even, and back to, like, we see these these romances and these the expectations, these expectations, these great gestures. We see things in history of these similar gestures. We watch these right. movies. I mean, even in our social media, we see our friends' best pictures, best moments portrayed. Yes. And then when that's yes. with a partner, and you're single, or you're trying to figure out your life, and maybe your relationship isn't the best part, it's so easy to go to that "I want my happily ever after" moment. Right. And I think that sometimes I still much better. Thank you. Thank therapy for that. It's much better. Um, but sometimes I still want my happily ever after. I just think at this point, I realize, um, not that Cinderella didn't have a hard time and earn her happily ever after. I think she did. I mean, that's not a life I, but I've realized that I'm going to have to work for my happily ever after and it's not going to end perfectly. And that's my next 50 years. It's going to continue to be work. If I find the love of my life, which I think there's somebody out there for me. I think there's somebody out there for everybody. Um, I know that when we have arguments, it's not just going to have to be me like, oh, he'll do this grand gesture. It has to be communication. It has to be mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean sometimes I don't pick, like, doesn't mean I don't want that romantic gesture. Like, when we talk about the five languages of love, right. they're there. And I think that's also a great way to talk to your romantic partner about what your expectations are early on. Just throwing that out there. It's a great <laughs> conversation tip, and you kind of know if your love language line up or how to communicate I mean, better. I'm not a therapist, but. <laughs> um, well, that was therapist suggested, so. Oh, secondhand therapy. Right. There you go. You're that's welcome. Lauren lives her life. Don't, don't judge. That's another podcast. <laughs> but. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Am I wrong? No, you're not. Okay. Um, Thank you. I just think it's super important that even though Disney has has ruined my love life to a certain extent, at least giving me unrealistic expectations. That's true. I think it's also. also of, of hair, too. Like, oh. how do they always look so beautiful all and the animals time? animals coming in to clean my house. My oh animal does my nothing gosh. but eat my food and steal my bed. I mean, I love her. I love her to death. She is a monster. And leave hair everywhere. Through. Oh, my God. She's so hairy, guys. <laughs> it's like glitter everywhere. I just can't get rid of it. But she does not clean my house. No. Except for crumbs off the floor. She is good at that. Okay. That's like her earning her keep. Oh, yeah. And like barking at the door. You know, intruder. She barely does that. Intruder comes to the door and she loves them. Granted, most people look at her and are scared because she's a 135 pound dog. So they don't realize that her shake and like her little, her tiny bark is like, oh my God, love me. They're like, oh, shh, there's a dog. (laughs) And so thankfully, you know, I have that protection going for me. There we go. (laughs) It's fake, but it's going for me. She's trying. But I think what Disney also does for our love lives is it gives us hope. Okay. Like, I know this whole podcast is about Disney ruined my love life. And to a certain extent, it really has. The amount of times guys have not shown up at my door with flowers after an argument has pissed me off. <laughs> and then I'm like, Prince Charming would do this. Right. Eric went to the sea for this girl. Right. And you can't even come to my door. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, I also think, though, is that when you look at these, these 
in some cases they're not healthy, but there's a lot of ending healthy relationships in Disney movies and Pixar mm-hmm. movies. And you see these major developments, and you see this happily ever after. It gives you a goal. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a goal. No. D- making it a realistic and achievable goal. True. But my achievable goal is to find my person and have a happily ever after. And that might happily ever after might be, you know, tied with a pretty bow. It might end up tattered. It might end up changing colors. It it might end up completely different than I ever pictured it. But thanks to Disney, I honestly think I can have a happily ever after. And again, when I was younger and through my early 20s, I struggled because I didn't understand why if I was a good person, it didn't just fall into my lap. Romance, the storyline, all of it. Mm-hmm. But as I'm older, it's it's still something that's attainable. And going to Disneyland and hearing those songs, especially like At Last I See the Light, and you know, some of those love- Kiss the Girl, and Ugh. you know, yep. these songs yep. that I listen to, I have a Spotify playlist that's just Disney songs. Like, right. they remind me that the right person will feel right for me. And that doesn't mean they won't have work, but I want, right. like, you see things about, especially in later movies, the body language and the movement that you mm-hmm. can miss in Disney movies. Like in Rapunzel, when Eugene is looking at her when she's lighting the lantern. And someone talks about how I want someone to look at me the way Eugene is looking at Rapunzel. And someone else is like, well, how would you know he, she wasn't looking back? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's like heart ripping. But it's like, true. It, it is true. You don't realize sometimes that... You just think you're off in your own little world and you can be obsessed with a lantern and that and that beauty in that moment. But someone's looking at you saying, wow, look at her, look at this thing, and she looks beautiful. And I'm in love with that. I'm in love with the idea of someone loving me for me. And I've realized, thanks to Disney, again, it still kind of ruined my early 20s, not going to lie, with romance. But now, it's it's a goal. I want someone to love me as much as I'm willing to love myself. To hold myself to those standards. And I think that before, it definitely wrecked it. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I still get mad. You know, exes, again, have not come to my door with flowers after an argument. And I was not okay with that. We don't want them now anyway. I don't want them now anyway. I mean, they're exes for a reason. But hey, future boyfriends, if you're listening, hint, hint. Yellow roses are my favorite. Um, (laughs) It doesn't have to be grand gestures. But I want someone who puts as much effort into me as I've put into myself. And I think one of the reasons that was so hard for me in my early 20s and why I felt like I had been betrayed by Disney almost is because I wasn't putting that effort into myself too. When you look at a lot of these Disney princesses, they go through rough journeys. And yeah, I mean, they're rescued a lot of times and people give Disney princesses a lot of shit for being helpless. But I mean, they go through these journeys and they go through this self-development and they go through these challenges. And it's a great metaphor that it's not going to be easy. Right. And I think... I, I agree. Right, and I think that their show of a happily ever after, it may not be what I pictured when I was really, really young, and it's definitely not what I pictured in my teens and early 20s. No. But I think that Disney reminds me that just because it's not, you know, Disney vintage classic poster worthy doesn't mean it's not worthy for me. Um, I want to find that someone who's going to look at me, and and I'm not watching my own story, so I don't know. I don't know when that person, but I want someone who isn't going to quiet me down when I talk about things I love. And if I have to, they're a little begrudging at first, but they get into it, like in Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. That's somebody worth your time. If you have someone a little rough around the edges who warms up to you and shows what an amazing person they are and sacrifices for you, like in Beauty and the Beast. Right. Then there is nothing wrong with that. No relationship is going to be perfect. 
but the most important relationship no. that Disney recently, and again, it did ruin it for a while, but it has recently taught me is the relationship with myself. And so kind of didn't really go where I thought this conversation was going to go. And ended up being more positive Disney, which never a bad thing. Okay. So what's your, your favorite Disney princess? It's been Belle for the last couple of years. As I got older, it was Cinderella growing up, but okay. it was Belle. And I think that had a lot to do with her love for books. I could, and yeah. I thought Prince Adam was really, really hot. Really oh, hot. Oh, yeah. The long hair and the, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciated it. turned beast. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that I ever necessarily had a favorite Disney princess. Like I said about Snow White. Um, I think just when we were born and the um, Little Mermaid had just come out and stuff, I think you know, a few years prior that it was still very popular. So there's lots of pictures I've seen of myself wearing Little Mermaid stuff, stuff with Ariel on it. Um, I had a, a bell dress when I was little for mm-hmm. Halloween and my hair, my mom tried to make my hair look like that. Uh, it was, it was a thing. Um, <laughs> as a little blonde girl, like trying to look like Belle was That's why Cinderella worked really well for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think now, um, ever since Brave came out, I super identify with Merida. <laughs> she is everything that I wish I could be sometimes. I mean, but she also, I think, what, 16 is about her age, I right. would say. Um, and, you know, right at the beginning, her mom is like, guess what? We're going to find you a guy. And Sometimes for somebody who would do that, <laughs> it's all for you know relations. It's not for love, right? Which is very traditional for that Scottish heritage of you know these clan, royalty, right? Royalty clan leaders, right? It doesn't matter. This is a diplomatic marriage. I don't actually care if you like this person or not at all. You just need to have sex with them so that you have an heir. And then you unite can, the kingdoms, and then it's whatever. But so for her, having a very strong individualistic personality, and I do this for myself. And yes, I understand that one day I'll have to lead the clans, but I didn't think my whole life was going to be based around me marrying some guy, some ki- uh, some other kid, basically, and. You know, then she says, well, I'm going to fight for my own hand. Yes, girl. Yes. You do it. You show everybody. You don't need no man. Yes, future queen. (laughs) I like that. Thank you. Start referring to myself that way. Yes. There you go. (laughs) Queen in progress. That's why I'm always a princess. (laughs) Um, But, you know, for her, obviously, she goes through problems she has mommy issues same you know um but it's it's very much that she can realize more of somebody else's perspective then towards the end of it and then she realizes okay well my mom is willing to make these maybe sacrifices might not be the best word but compromises with me make it so that it isn't just a diplomatic thing that it will be somebody that I do cherish and love and that's how I want to rule. And I think that that 
is something that, you know, we don't have a sequel. We don't have a Brave 2. We don't know if eventually something happens or not between her and the three other guy, her candidates, you know. But it definitely opened up her eyes to maybe that this isn't such a bad idea at all. And I think that that's something, of course, what, Brave is like 2012. Right around there. Some, you know, so in that case, it's very, very recent versus Snow White being the first one where, oh, she's fluttering around, you know, and and can seem helpless. Right. But in I that would like sense. to point out, and I saw this today, so it's so perfect we're talking about this. Okay. That someone was like, there's a line where she's like, I am so upset that I'm so upset, like, that I've caused such an issue, basically, mm-hmm. along those lines. And someone was like, if Snow White isn't the most badass girl, because she went through all of this, she got chased in the woods, hunted mm-hmm. down, she's 14 in the original story, 16 in Disney story, right? chased out of her only home, treated like a slave, yep. and her biggest issue is that she made others feel that way, or that she made an uproar about herself. Right. If I was in that situation, I would not even look at another person. I would be so, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you see this? Shaking somebody else. Not like, oh, how dare I upset you? Like, how dare I upset the world around me? Because, like, that is strong. I think it definitely takes a great sense of self to be able to say things like that. Um, I do think we should have our feelings and be able to express our feelings. But for her to have that maturity and say, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way or made you feel insignificant or I feel bad for making you feel bad. Or for being the center of attention. Right. I mean, that is, that's very grown up and people today <laughs> should learn from that too. Please, please, please do. We, we all need, we all need more maturity. More accountability. And, and I think that's a big part of maturity though. My big thing, and... Again, but I mean, her happy ending, she was, you know, choked on this apple and kind of died. And then, you know, waited around for, what was it? Like, it was seasons, right? Like, it was. Supposedly. I mean, they show a couple seasons, but like in the original story, I mean, it's years. Right. Um. So it, so in that sense, though, you know, I'm using quotes here about her being dead. And rescued. Um, right. Is that. You know, she did, she was wealthy already, and just this magical kiss brought her back, and I mean, honestly, how could you kind of not fall in love with somebody who, rescued you. yeah, whose magical kiss made you come back to life? Which I'd also like to point out, just because someone helps you out of a bad situation does not mean you owe them anything. That is a very valid point. Because I've definitely been in that position where this person made me feel good when I was going through a rough spot, so I went out of my way to do things for them, and it wasn't healthy. Mm. If you can find your happy ever after, and he's the one that kissed you out of that coma, awesome. But what if I deserve it? What if I worked really hard to help somebody through a tough time, and they have that thought where, eh. Unfortunately, you can't control other thoughts about you. You can't control but the way someone I want to be perfect. Right. No, I do too. And it's a consistent <laughs> issue. You mean, wait, people don't think that I'm the best thing that's graced this planet? I mean, rude, but okay. Right. Um, I mean, really though. Uh, I would like to be perfect. Don't get right. me wrong. But I think what I care about more in this point in my life is someone falling in love with the imperfections. And it took me falling in love with my own first. 
And I think, like, when you look at, like, Belle, Beauty and the Beast kind of reminds me of Pride and Prejudice, which is my favorite book. But the reason mm. is they both start off very hard with their own thoughts and their own clash. The reason right. that their personalities don't meld. And they both compromise. Right. Um, and people, also willing to look at somebody else's perspective. Right. And I, I think one of the reasons I really like Beauty and the Beast is I'm not a small girl. Mm-hmm. And so when someone... And I've, I've, plenty of men have been interested in the fact I'm curvy. I don't dislike my body anymore, but there was a point when I did. And so the fact for someone to be willing to look to look past looks, quote-unquote, even though I was right. far from, you know, a hideous beast. Right. That was a very important thought process to me. And I think maybe that's a little bit why Disney also ruined my love life is because I kept expecting, like, instant, I want you just the way you are. But then even looking at these movies, at a deeper level, at an older age, that's not what happened even in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um... I love, I mean, any Disney movie, I love them. I've seen them all. I have literally have done the list where it's like, have you not seen any of these? And I'm like, no, I've seen them all. Um, <laughs> it It's a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it always will be. And I want it to be part of my kid's life. And I hope, hopefully I can introduce them in that happily ever after a little bit healthier because now I know what I'm doing. Right. But this became very integral in our childhoods. This was, I mean, Disney was always kind of a thing. Like you had the, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but... These movies, these romances, right. that was our generation. It's true. Um, we we didn't always get the strong, independent princesses that didn't need a man that, you know, Frozen 2 spoiler, that, you know, I'm going to go off and live into the forest and have my sister now run our kingdom. kingdom. Because I can do more good. Right. Or in Brave, where she decides that, she can do what she needs to do for herself at that time and it'd still be helpful to the kingdom. Right. Or Princess and the Frog, she was never looking for romance. Right. She was working two uh, jobs trying to make her dream come I true. I love Tiana. You cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. Um, and I think that's one of the more underrated Disney romances because it yes. came out right after Rapunzel mm-hmm. or right before. But it wasn't that yeah. newer 3D-esque style. Um, it was done like a classic Disney movie with classic yes. Disney songs. Like yes. it, but oh, oh but the, no, the but I love the, the Cajun feel to it and the the authentic and the twenties yeah. and oh yes, it was. I loved, I loved every, I love that movie. Like that movie is the reason I'm going to name my future child Charlotte. Just so I know, so underrated of a movie. And her nickname will be Lottie. Just throwing that out there. Just name her Lottie. Her full name in the movie is Charlotte. She goes by lot. You gotta make it accurate, Lauren. You gotta be invested in your Disney. <laughs> so um, sorry. <laughs> I would never mean to offend you this way. Thank you. I accept your apology. You're welcome. <laughs> so, to kind of wrap up. Um, Disney did ruin my love life for a little bit. It really did. But that was really me ruining my own love life. And I'm finally at a point where... I can relate to these Disney princesses and hero, hero, how do you say it? The female version of heroes? Hero? Hero? hero. No, 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 that's the wrong. Not heroine. Um, okay, we're going to pretend you heard the right word right there. Um, well, I feel like I have to, like, look it up. I, I'm just going to let that go. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to be my own hero. And find my Prince Charming along the way. 
There we go. And I think as I've gotten older and I've rewatched a lot of these movies, especially with Disney Plus, these princesses were never the weak people that I was kept being told that that's why my love life was failing. You know what I mean? Like, this is Disney stories now. And I, if, if you're not, if you're a huge Disney fan, I really, really, really suggest rewatching the classics as an adult. There's a totally different perspective. There's True. a lot of lessons that I think you miss as a kid. I, I 100% agree. I think that as a child, when you're like, yeah, King Triton, why won't you let her marry some, you know, Boy, she's human? Never actually met. Right. That she's been stalking. Like, why? And then you're like, oh, you are 16. You do not know love. You know, I'll quote Elsa, you can't marry somebody you just met. Okay. And I'd like to point out, you know you're an adult the moment when you go from, yes, let her marry him, to daddy, I'm an adult, I know what I'm doing. No, you are not. (laughs) You are still a child. (laughs) Bring it back, Ariel, bring it back. Listen to your father. That's how you know you became an adult. Yeah, that's true. It it was not a comfortable feeling to realize that I was on the other end of that. Right. (laughs) Just so we're all aware. Um, The perspective changed. Right. But that's a good thing. It is. And again, so if you have had Disney ruin your love life, or maybe give you unrealistic expectations, go back and rewatch these movies and look at it differently. I think I think you almost, even if you were to rewatch them and you were still in that Disney ruined my love life mindset, I think rewatching them changes that whether you want it to or not, because there's just so much more you get out of it. I still think, you know, loving yourself is important. So maybe you would love yourself and then rewatch the movies. Even more of a perspective change. There we go. Um, but yes, as an adult, maybe later in your 20s and you're struggling with your love life, go back and rewatch these Disney movies. Remember why you love love. When we're dating and we're swiping and meeting blind dates and getting set up with our neighbor's grandson's cousin that our dentist likes, like, (laughs) you need to remember why you want the happily ever after. And it's not some perfect romance, but you can remember, and if, if you're asexual, and, or you don't ever want a partner, there's nothing wrong with that either. But you have to love yourself. That's your happily ever after. And go. I think if there's one thing you can hold on from Disney, I mean, there's a lot of things I've heard about Disney, bad things, good things over the years, is that it reminds me to have, to have faith in a happily ever after. That faith might have to be in myself to create it, but to have faith that there is such a thing. So that's my whole why Disney ruined my dating life. Um, but, you know, better now. Therapy. Yay. It works. <laughs> So do that. And that's all I got. I'm, I'm done. That's all. That's all Mackenzie has for you. So I think we're going to end that right here then. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. We love you. We hope to hear from you all soon. Bye. Comments, say hi. <laughs> Tell us why Disney ruined your love life. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And this is why. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ATIW Podcast and on Instagram at This Is Why Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this week's topic at hand. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.